not our own. And we've spoken about God giving us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. You know that we're all in ministry every single day. We're all in ministry every single day. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 says this, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. How awesome is that? We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are Christ's ambassadors. What an awesome privilege. What an honour that is, that he's given to us, not just preachers, not just pastors, not just those that work at Teen Challenge or with our Australian Aboriginal Outreach Ministry. Every single believer in the body of Christ has been given the message of reconciliation. Everyone, everywhere, every day. I think I've seen that before. Everyone, everywhere, every day. How awesome is that? You know, our vision and mission here at Everyday Church remains the same as it always has been, and that is to advance God's kingdom with the message of Jesus Christ in our city and across the world through the message of Jesus Christ. That's our vision here at Everyday Church. And our mission is to help people connect with God, to grow in relationship to help them discover their purpose and walking their dis- destiny. Why? Ultimately, to impact the lives of other people, making a difference in the lives of others. That's our vision and our mission here at Everyday Church. Connect, grow, empower. Connect, grow, empower. We talked about it all last year, didn't we? Connect, grow, empower. And if we're going to achieve the vision and the mandate upon our church, then we need to be using the power of invitation. The power of invitation. Sharing our faith and inviting people to church. Using our invite cards. I wish I had one on me. Or maybe I do. Look, I do. Using our invite cards. The power of of invitation people we know and people we don't know inviting people to church why so they can hear the gospel so that they can hear the message of Jesus Christ Romans 10 14 says but how can people call on him for help if they've not yet believed and how can they believe in one they've not yet heard of and how can they hear the message of life if there was no one there to proclaim it if there's no one there to proclaim it how can they hear We are it. Tag team, you're it. You're it, Maddie. You're it, Brad. You're it, Pat. We've all been given the the ministry of reconciliation, every single believer. Jacob shared a story with our department heads the other day and he said he was talking to a a checkout girl, uh, a young checkout girl at wherever he was, Coles, Woolies, Aldi's, I don't know, he's doing the shopping. And, uh, and, uh, And he invited her to church. And she said, look, I had church forced on me at school when I was a kid, so I don't think I'll ever be back. And Jacob said, well, I had veggies forced on me when I was a kid and it turned out pretty good for me, so maybe you should try it again. You might like it. (laughs) And we all thought that was pretty funny. 
Last week I was chatting to Karen's grandfather. She, uh, he was here, Toby, and, uh, and, and he said that a young lady, he's, he's 84, I think he's 84, I hope I've got it right. Maybe his daughter's listening online, I don't know. But he said uh, when he was 17 years of age, a young lady invited him to church and he went along. And at the end of the service, the, the pastor, as we do every single Sunday, did an altar call and he responded and he gave his heart to Jesus Christ. He became a believer that day. You know, the number one way in the Western world how people come to know Christ is through an invitation to church. It's through responding to the altar call towards the end of the service. That is the number one, one way. And so Toby, that's his name, uh, he's, he was 17 years of age, he became a believer. He's now about 84 or he is 84 years old. He became a Baptist minister. He did an incredible amount of, of ministry uh, up in the Kimberley. He, he actually um, helped the Bardi people, the indigenous people, uh, to get them an alphabet for their language, the Bardi language. And I hope I'm doing this story justice. But the power of invitation. You know, we experience the fruit of his ministry through his granddaughter week in, week out, leading us in worship. His grandson is a Baptist pastor up in Broome. His, his daughter, Karen's mum, has served in kids' ministry for 30 years. All why? Because of one young lady's simple invitation to church. Hey, do you want to come to church? And we experience the fruit of, of, of the ministry of, of that through the power of the generations. How amazing is that? His great-grandkids, Logan, Vinny and Toby, in church week in, week out, hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. How awesome is that? Because one young person reached out and invited someone to church. That does deserve a round of applause this morning. It's that simple. We make it complicated. We make it so hard, but it's that simple. That simple. One little card. One little stepping outside of your box and, 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 and maybe you might get rejected or maybe not. Maybe you could change a life through the generations. How awesome is that? You never know what a simple invite will do in God's kingdom. How awesome is that? I want to take us to a story in the Bible about a guy called Andrew. He's just an ordinary, everyday guy. Uh, he was never known as a great teacher. He was never known as a great preacher. He, he didn't write any scripture, so he wasn't well known. His name's Andrew, and his name actually means man. That's what his name means. Andrew means man. And so we pick up the story in the book of John, and so Jesus has just been baptised. How awesome. Next Sunday, we've got baptisms. What an incredible opportunity to follow after the example of Jesus Christ, hey? If it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me, amen? And so uh, in John chapter 1, verse 35, it says this, The next day John was there again with two of his disciples, and when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. And turning around, Jesus saw them and asked, What do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? It's a bit forward. Come, he said, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and they spent the day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. And Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. And the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. 
the first point that I want to draw out, first of all, is these guys were in relationship. Andrew was just hanging out with his mates. He was hanging out with his friend, John. They were in relationship and it was through that relationship that Andrew met Jesus. It was through a relationship that Andrew met Jesus. You know, God uses relationships to bring people into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he wants to use the relationships in your life to bring people into relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, God himself is all about relationship, isn't he? That's who he is at his core. You know, he's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They're in relationship. He is, he's, it's who he is. And out of that, we were created in his image. And we were created out of relationship. We have created out of relationship, the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit in relationship. That's who God is at his core. We're created out of relationship, for relationship and to bring others back into relationship with our Heavenly Father. The ministry of reconciliation. And am I stirring you up this morning? I hope so. Are you there? God wants to use the relationships in your life. Your loved ones, your co-workers, your neighbours, your friends, your soccer mates, your golf mates, your bowling club mates, your fitness club mates, whatever it is that you do, your mum's group. What else is there? I don't know. Golf. I forgot golf. There we go. Your golf mates. Your surfing mates. I know Andrew surfs. We've got an Andrew in the building this morning. Your surfing mates. He wants to use the relationships in your life to help others, to bring them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the relationships that we already have and the new ones that we're building. I hope we're always building new relationships because that's what it's about. Having influence on somebody's eternal destiny. What an absolute awesome honour and privilege that is. And it can be as simple as the power of invitation. The power of invitation. And just like John the Baptist pointed Andrew towards Jesus, he said, look, there's the Lamb of God. We get the awesome privilege of doing that as well. Look, this is what Jesus has done in my life. This is what he's done in my life. It's that simple. It's not a turn or burn message, is it? That's not what we do. It's look what Jesus has done in my life. 1 John 3.16 says this, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. How awesome is that? It's a sacrificial love. Loving others in the way that Jesus loves us. And we should be like Paul in Romans chapter 1 verse 16. We should have this same attitude. I refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ. For I am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved, the Jew first and then people where? Everywhere. Everywhere. Everyone. Everywhere. Every day. Everywhere. The Jew and then everyone. Everywhere. How awesome is that? We're not called to live alone. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Well, I'm just a little old introvert. I'm actually an introvert. It doesn't matter if you're an extrovert or an introvert. We're not called to live alone. God calls us into relationship. You know, self-isolation uh, uh, isolation breeds self-deception. 
It breeds self-deception. We're called to be in relationship. We're created for relationship. And as we go about our everyday, the people we meet, the people we do life with, our life takes on a whole new meaning. A whole new meaning. So when somebody comes to your house to have a look through your throwouts, <laughs> we invite them to church. It's exactly what happened. Because we're thinking about people's eternal destiny as we're going about our life. It's not just the here and now, it's eternity. And we have to, as believers, be thinking like that as we go about our everyday life. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Every day we live for Jesus. Our life is not our own. And the next thing that I want to point out in the scripture, if you remember back in John with Andrew, uh, verse 41, it says this, The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. So the very first thing that Andrew does after meeting Jesus is to go and find his brother and tell him and then brings him to meet Jesus. It's the very same thing that the Samaritan woman did as well. If you look over a few pages over, uh, it says um, she, the Samaritan woman had just met uh, Jesus at the well. And, and if you know the story, they have a conversation and, and Jesus reads into her life. And, and, and he says, you've, you've had five husbands and the man you're living with now is not your husband. And then he begins to speak to her about this living water, this living water that that gives that that can give you endless life so that you'll never thirst or 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 you'll never run dry and he talks to her about this living water Uh, and then after the conversation in John chapter 4 verse 28 it says then leaving her water jar the woman went back to the town and said to the people come see a man who told me everything I ever did could this be the messiah they came out of the town and made their way toward him she did the exact same thing that Andrew did. The very first thing she did was to go and tell others about Jesus and then bring them to Jesus. How awesome is that? We get to do the same thing. She shared her faith. A Samaritan woman, nobody special. In fact, people look down upon her. You don't have to know your Bible back to front to invite someone to church or to share your faith. She was of a mixed race, living in sin. Andrew, an ordinary, everyday guy, called to bring people to Jesus. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. If you remember just for a moment, think about when you first heard the good news. If you're a believer this morning, if you're not, we'll give you an opportunity really shortly best decision you'll ever make if you remember not only did you secure eternal life what else did you get forgiveness wholeness peace joy all these amazing things a better way to live on this earth that's what happened when you gave your heart to Jesus Christ when you became a believer when you said yes I make you Lord of my life you receive these things your eternal life started the moment you gave your heart to Jesus You know, salvation is for everyone. 
and it's not fair that we keep it to ourselves. 2 Peter 3.9 says, His desire being that no one shall perish, but all should come to repentance. Romans 10.12 says, For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Who? All. All who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. And salvation starts with us. Salvation starts with you. Every single person in this room, it starts with you. And we will fulfill our mission of connect, grow and empower with first connecting, with first stepping out and inviting, with first stepping out and sharing our faith, with first letting people know how Jesus has made a difference in your life. You know, while I was on uh, my break recently, I found out that uh, two young people uh, had passed away, both on the same night. So one guy was from, uh, had a young family, gorgeous family, had everything going for him. Their business was booming. Uh, and the other uh, lady, they're both in their early 30s, so they were young. And the other uh, lady, she'd only just been married for, for over a year. She'd been married, I think, for a month or two and she got diagnosed with cancer. And, um, and so yet to even have kids, you know. And, uh, and they both passed away on the exact same night. And I just think about that and I think, praise God that someone took the time to introduce them to Jesus Christ. Praise God that someone took the time to introduce them to Jesus Christ. You know, we don't know what this life will bring. We never know the when and the how, do we? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. The Bible talks about that. We have no clue. It says that life is but a vapour, James 4.14, but you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring. For your fleeting life is but a warm breath of air that is visible in the cold only for a moment and then vanishes. You know when it's freezing cold? It doesn't happen that often in Perth and you, in that you blow out and you can see your breath and then it disappears. That's our life here on this earth. Life is short and unpredictable but we can make a difference why we are on this earth we can make a difference why we are on this earth we can be motivated by a love for people we can be motivated by by where people are going to spend eternity eternal destination we can live with purpose under the shadow of his wing i love how pastor jacob preached last sunday if you missed it go back and have a listen under the shadow of his wing and from that place, we as a church together can and will fulfil the calling upon our church. Who believes it? Yes. Are you with us? Yeah. Are you ready? Have you accepted the mission? Do you understand? Do we understand the power of invitation? Yeah. Imagine what could be possible as we stepped out and extended an invitation to those around us as we simply stepped out and shared our faith, as we shared about Jesus Christ and what he's done in our life. As we stepped out, how about this for something different? And I'm preaching to myself here. Instead of doing what, you know, going where you want to go and doing what you want to do, be led by the Holy Spirit. The conversations that you can have when you're led by the Holy Spirit, the divine appointments that you have with people that you have when you're led by the Holy Spirit. You know it. You know God set it up. You know he's placed you there for that moment in that time to speak words of encouragement, to speak words of life, to, to extend an invitation.
Imagine what God could do. Imagine. We think about that young girl that invited Granddad Toby to church when he was 17. We think about that. We think about the fruit from one simple invitation through the generations. We experience that fruit week in, week out. Karen's brother up in Broome is a Baptist pastor. They're experiencing it week in, week out from one girl's simple invitation. We never know, do we? We don't. And we understand that advancing God's kingdom is to have a soul focus, to have a soul focus, which is what you're talking about. But it needs to be partnered with prayer, right? It's a spiritual warfare. There is a fight in the spiritual realm for for eternal destinies. You know, I remember not long after I got saved, I thought someone must have been praying for me. For me to be so radically saved and set free from drug addiction, I thought, who on earth was praying for me? And the only person I knew at that time uh, that seemed religious was my grandma, Roman Catholic, with her rosary beads in her little lounge room with a TV. And I said to her, Nonna, were you praying for me? And she said, yes, every single day I was praying for you. And she said, and I'm praying for your brother too. And I thought, wow, what could have happened if there was no prayer behind that? And then what happened was there was a simple invitation by my mum. It wasn't to church because I needed a little bit more than that. (laughs) Needed extra help. It was to a Christian drug and alcohol rehabilitation centre, rehabilitation centre, Teen Challenge, but they preached Jesus every single day. And it was her simple invitation to go to this place. Prayer, invitation. Prayer, invitation. And I arrived there on the 21st of February 2001 and gave my heart to Jesus Christ on the 27th of February 2001 and haven't looked back since. Amen. Amen. We understand that God has a part to play. If we can get the keys or the worship team up, that'd be awesome. And that we don't do this in our own strength. You know, Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. And so at the start of 2019, I don't know if you were here or if you remember, but at the start of 2019, we started our Soul Focus prayer box. And so here we have it here. And there's over 100 names in this Soul Focus prayer box, over 100 names where we're believing and praying for our loved ones and our co-workers and our neighbours to come to know Jesus Christ because we understand that there's a fight in the spiritual realm. So yes, we step out and do what we can do in the natural, but we also need to pray in the supernatural, amen? And so there's over 100 names in this Soul Focus box and we've seen some salvations through that and we're still believing and praying for more. There's different people that we love and that we know that are in that box that we're believing and praying for. And so this morning, we're going to have an opportunity to add to it. We're going to have an opportunity to add to this box. So on your seats, you've got two cards. If you have a look on your seats, if you want to grab it right now, you've got two cards. So the larger card is for you to keep and take home. And on it, you've got four steps to share your faith with a friend. And so we got pray, which we just spoke about. 
We've got share, which is build relationship and share your faith with somebody. We've got bring, extend an invitation to church. And then we've got follow up, keep inviting. And so what we're going to do this morning is on this smaller card, we're going to write, please join me in praying for whoever God lays upon your heart right now. And so you write somebody's name here on this smaller card who you're believing for to come to know Jesus Christ. And when you're ready as we worship, we're going to come up and we're going to place the smaller card, you keep the larger card, into the box here. And week in, week out, us as a leadership team, our prayer connect, we pray for our soul-focused box. And we've seen people come to know Jesus Christ through it, but we're still believing for many more. Is that okay this morning? So if you want to just take some time to, whoever God lays upon your heart, to write it down on the cards there. And we're just going to worship. And in your own time, if you'd like to come up and just place it into the box here and then we'll pray. Just put your hand up. going to ask Daniel if he can come up and we're just going to pray over every single name that's in this box here. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. We thank you for every life in that box. We thank you that everyone in there is important to you. Every single life, no matter where they are, whether they're far from you, they're valuable to you. Father, we lift them up to you. Father, we pray that the kingdom of light overcomes and has overcome the kingdom of darkness. We pray, Father, that you give us an unrestrained boldness in inviting people to to church, in sharing our faith, that we let go of who we are and we look to who you are and what your mission is here on earth. Because we're not just here to warm seats. We're here to change lives, to build the kingdom of God, to advance the kingdom of God. We're here to plunder hell and fill heaven for every life in that box. 
for every life in that box is valuable to you. Our lives are valuable to you. We are here for someone shared with us. Someone went out of their way to share, to pray, to invite us to church. So we're here to do the same. We surrender to you and we just know that you're going to do mighty things through the people in that box. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Fantastic. And just while we're in this attitude of prayer, I don't want to close the service without giving uh, everybody an opportunity or anybody that doesn't know Christ, if you're listening online this morning, an opportunity to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so just with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning, if there's anyone here in the building or online that would like to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, I spent so many years searching, searching in all the wrong places. And then Jesus was the answer. And maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you've been searching. And Jesus is your answer. And so church, we're just going to pray after myself if you can. And if you're online listening or anyone in the building that wants to start a relationship, just say this prayer and believe it with all your heart you shall be saved God I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me I ask that you forgive my sins wash me clean and today I choose to live for you and all God's people said Amen. Fantastic. We're going to finish with a song this morning. So why don't you stand to your feet? If you're listening online, why don't you jump up in your lounge?